0: Everybody. This is Sylvia Dixon, recording from Toledo, Ohio.
1: And this is Jade Wanamaker, recording from Dallas, Texas. And you're listening to our podcast, What Didn't Kill Me. Hello! Hello! How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Doing I had a good. long day at work, but other than that, I'm doing well. I hear you. I ended up having to drive for my brother-in-law
0: all the way to Wadsworth, and then when I on my way back, an ice storm started.
1: That's so. lovely. We love that. That's like my favorite condition to drive in, right?
0: Right. Do you probably, what, have to deal with it every once every two, three, four years?
1: <laughs> no, no. We get it a little more than that. We actually, that's the thing, is we don't get snow, we get ice. When it snows, it melts, and then it refreezes. Hmm. So, it's cold and it's icy.
0: Mm-hmm. And I wanted to... Remind everybody to check us out on uh, Facebook, and we have a Twitter account, too. Uh, Guys, more welcome to to join us there. Be part of our community. And tell tell your friends if you like the episodes or like all the shows. Spread the word. Other than that, is there any announcements? I don't believe so. I have a funny question here. Okay. When looking at Discord, why does my husband have
1: a a crown next to his name? (laughs) I think that means that he started, I don't know. I thought maybe that meant he started the chat. Yeah, so he uh, owns the quote-unquote server. Um,
0: uh, I thought he just gave himself a crown or something, <laughs> trying to be funny. Okay, so you ready to hear my story? I am. All right. So my story this week is on two two people. Danielle Keener
1: and Daniel Zapp. So Danielle and Daniel.
0: Yes, but the girl, Danielle, goes by Danny. Okay. And Danielle or Daniel <laughs> goes as goes by as Dan. So Danny and Dan.
1: Okay. That makes it a little and easier. Da-
0: and Danny's the
1: girl. Okay. Um Danny Phantom.
0: <laughs> that's what I kept thinking too. I even decided not to do one on a disaster this time, <laughs> oh goody we haven't I don't think I've done one that isn't on a disaster or a mother nature thing or something in quite a while yeah, so
1: It's been a few episodes. I guess you could see where
0: my interests lie, <laughs> right, although I've got to say now looking and thinking about what's coming up in this uh story. Water is still somewhere involved. (laughs) Always having something to do with water or the ocean or something.
1: Do you you have a fear?
0: A little bit. I mean, whenever I watch some of those sunken ship documentaries, like especially the Titanic, I get like goosebumps and freak out and kind of like watch, you know, with my eyes squinted closed, you know?
1: Yeah. And I know you get claustrophobic.
0: Yes. Yeah. So do you, don't you?
1: Yeah. A little bit. I've gotten a lot better with it.
0: And they know Josh is and Xander is. I don't know about Darian or the other kids. Okay, so Danny is uh, 18 and she's a college freshman. And Dan is also 18, a college freshman.
1: Are they twins?
0: No. Could you imagine
1: naming your twins Daniel and Danielle? (laughs) You would pull your hair out.
0: To me, that's not any worse than Alira and Kira. Wow. (laughs) Okay, and... This this takes place January 2000, so it's back there a little ways. Excuse me.
1: I had a little burpee there. Go ahead and re-say that sentence.
0: Okay. I had a little burpee.
1: No, there. not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> now I got to stop laughing. Mm. <clears throat> so this happened January 2000, so it's back a little ways. It... Also, it was in, it says Goldsburg, Pennsylvania, or Goldsboro, Pennsylvania, and also York, Pennsylvania. Okay.
1: Okay. Is this at the same time?
0: No, it's just they, they move from, it starts, I think, at Goldsboro, Pennsylvania, and then it ends in York, Pennsylvania. Okay. Which they're like right next to each other. Okay. You know? So, uh, the two meet. By mutual friends at college. Sound like anyone you know. And they go on a second date and they're really into each other. Things are going absolutely wonderful. And Herma has suggested for their second date to go to these this park that's right down the road. It's really beautiful, it's scenic, it's got a little river that goes by. Um so damn. And Danny decides to take her mom on the suggestion. And they end up going down to the park, and everything's going well, they're having good conversations, and they go to the river, and they start skipping rocks and talking and just having a good old time.
1: You know, like normal 18-year-olds.
0: Yep. Now, I have to say, you know, I'm glad that things are working out and stuff in the story with them two down at the park, but... I don't know if I'd go on a second date with someone to a park, just because, I mean, it's not like a very busy park, so I don't know. For safety things, I think I'd save it for a fourth date or something, you know? Get to know the guy a little bit before you go into a woods with him, you know?
1: Yeah, but it's it's that romantic picnic and sandwich. Oh, that was my phone. It's
0: January. Oh
1: yeah it means it's cold,
0: yep in Pennsylvania,
1: oh that's so, yeah. terrible why would you <laughs> why would you ever go to anywhere <laughs> and that cold Apparently. January Pennsylvania that's like north, right that's like super north,
0: that's like east of here,
1: yeah, that's more cold than you <laughs> no thanks, like I wake up here and if if I was in charge, it would be ah. It is below 40 degrees. We are not leaving the house. Work is canceled. Everyone stay in. Have hot chocolate, drink your tea, and enjoy your coffee. Good night. Because that would be me going back to bed. I am snuggled up in my warm blankets. Do not bother me. Work can wait.
0: Gee, you can tell you live in Texas. (laughs) Yeah. And I hate the cold. So, all of a sudden, as, you know, they're skipping their rocks and talking... A guy pulls up in okay, a red
1: wait. pickup truck. Sorry. So they're skipping rocks. So it must not be like frozen or they're skipping them no. on the ice. Okay. It's just right. really cold. It's it's not frozen.
0: Yeah. It's not like tons and tons of snow either. It's just really cold. Cold. Apparently I'm having trouble speaking, which sucks for a podcast. Let me tell mm-hmm. you. So they're talking and skipping the rocks. And all of a sudden this guy pulls up with in a red tr- pickup truck and a dog and he lets his dog out and he tells them oh dogs friendly we come here all the time he likes to get in the water and swim and run around and no problem they're all talking having a little chit chat <coughs> excuse me and then he puts the dog back in the tr- in the truck and asks them if they need a ride anywhere and they're like oh no no thank you and they're very p- polite but they you know they decline and the guy leaves they then start walking back towards her house and the guy must have turned around at some time and comes up from behind them and then around them and then like cuts them off like drives right in front of them and cuts them off he steps out of the out of the truck with a gun in his hand he tells them to get in get in his vehicle and dan is trying to say here you know it, uh, here's my keys to my car. You can have my car. There's a laptop in there. Which why there's a laptop laying in a car. Who knows? But you know, he tells him, "Go ahead, take it. Take take my money. Take my watch. Take whatever you want. Please, just you know, leave us alone. Just don't hurt us." Kind of reminds me of that song. Have you ever heard that country song? Don't take the girl. I don't. Maybe. I'll have to have you listen to it sometime. But he, of course, doesn't take anything. And he has them get into the bed of the truck. Uh, the bed has a a big cover over it. And, you know, where you can sit up and be covered. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay.
0: And they get in there. And almost as soon as they climb up in there, the guy decides that he's going to change. He changes his mind. And he tells Danny to go up front into the cab area with him. And he gets up there with
1: danny and they they're in the cab and then he takes off i can't even like imagine like i'm i'm and, trying to put myself in the place okay. and like thinking about if if seth and i were out and about yeah. and this happened the second date
0: and you guys are being kidnapped at gunpoint he's in the back of a truck and you're in the front seat with the driver so dan is in the like i said he's in the back with the dog and I don't know if I've said it or not, but the dog's a Rottweiler.
1: Oh, good baby.
0: And Dan's never really been around dogs, so he's already freaked out, you know, with the man with the gun. And now he's, he's like, by this big
1: Rottweiler. Not to mention, good news, if it's the 2000s, uh, that was when a lot of, like, the Rottweiler scare stuff was floating bad around. Bad names, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. now it's pit bulls, and it's always been yep. pit bulls, but Rottweilers were a big target back then.
0: Yeah, yes, they were. Luckily, the dog is really friendly. Oh, I mean, really friendly.
1: A good baby.
0: Good baby. While sitting back there, Dan re- remembers he has a phone, so he grabs the phone out, but it doesn't work. They're at a park, so no signal.
1: Ah, the 2000s. <laughs> when you forget you can you have a phone,
0: <laughs> and then when you do have a phone, it doesn't work anywhere, right? While driving Uh, in the front seat with Danny, this guy, I just kept calling him the bad guy in my notes (laughs) because they don't know his name. So I'm not going to put out the name right now. The, the driver starts talking and he's, sometimes he's rambling, but he's making like nonsense. Danny says it's stupid stuff. Like, um, don't worry. He's not going to hurt them. He's just kidnapping them because her dad owes them money from some deal that went bad and he keeps going on and on and on about this but here's the kicker as the guy pulls out and leaves you know he started car and starts driving he passes her house not only does he pass her house her dad and brother are on the front porch and he like doesn't even blink he doesn't have you know nothing like so she knew he did not know her father you know because Otherwise, maybe he would have gunned it or had some kind of reaction. Nothing. And as they're passing by, she also looks over and sees her dad and her brother. And her brother and her make eye contact. And she lifts her arm to kind of like slowly wave goodbye and to make sure she is seen by him. That way, you know, something comes up later and they have to find him. And he can say, oh, I saw her drive past with a red, you know. Right. So he waves back, you know. So he saw her in the car, at least.
1: I could understand how that would be a bit of a relief because at least then, you know, he saw, oh, oh, what that could have been a false hope though. Because my first thought is, yes, he saw me. He he knows that I'm with this person. He has something. But like, if someone waves to me from the car and I'm on my porch, I'd wave back and I'll turn to Seth and go, do I know that person?
0: Yes, but if it was your brother, Darian,
1: that's true <laughs> depending on how far away it was though because like is it, this is true i don't is know true. if pennsylvania is that what she said pentacola
0: pennsylvania but all houses are different it could have been far back it could have been it doesn't exactly tell me, it never tells me how far but enough that they saw each other eye to eye okay cool okay she says that she felt like she was waving goodbye mm-hmm. like that was gonna you know waving goodbye to her dad and her brother and last time she'd see her home
1: so the, it's got to be like heart wrenching right to be so close and so far away right well obviously
0: driving past her house and everything the guy obviously did not know who who her father was and he was full of bull shit so he drives for 12 miles and then finally turns off it's i don't believe it's an actual park where he turns off but there's woods there and uh you can get right over to the river again. So he pulls off and tells them to go stand over uh, by the river. And he's got, you know, they're facing the river and the back, is, you know, facing them or facing the bad guy in the truck. The guy starts going crazy again. He starts mumbling and talking and apologizing that he kidnapped them. And, you know, is like, I don't know what to do. And, and I'm not sure you guys saw my face. And then in the middle of it, he would shoot the gun off into the water. You know, they don't know if they he did that to try and scare them or he just was losing his mind or, or what. But he would occasionally be like, you guys saw my face. Bang. I don't know what the heck to do now. Bang. You know.
1: Gosh, that's just rattling. Like, you can't reason with crazy, especially when you don't even know where to start in the crazy.
0: Right. Because you don't know where the crazy is actually, like. You know
1: Where it's been, where it's at, and where's for, it going? <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe! Yes. Da, 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 da. So Dan
0: pleads again, and Danny also starts pleading too. Please don't hurt us, you can take whatever you want. Whoops, let me try it again because I banged the microphone. Good job. My hands are moving and I accidentally went up.
1: And and that wasn't supposed to sound sarcastic, just for the record? Yes. Okay. Dan Dan and Danny are pleading
0: for their lives you know take this take that we'll keep quiet we'll do anything just just don't hurt us the guy the guy takes them back to the car or to the truck has dan get back in to the bed of the truck with the dog and danny back up in the cab and the bad guy gets in in the driver's seat but he doesn't turn the car on he just sits there a couple of seconds
1: is the trunk, then, like, locked? Can you not get out of it from the...
0: Yeah, I'll get to that. Okay,
1: because, like, I was just thinking about being in a car and whatnot. Nope. What not? not, not take not, a drink. <laughs> take a drink. Yep. Yeah.
0: They're in... Let's see. I'm trying to think of another word. I'm trying to find other words other than so.
1: Right. So well, that's
0: why it's taking me a minute or two. I know.
1: It's like... It's like... Like. It's like... <laughs> right? Like that. Yeah. It's a good... It's an um. It's fill a filler word.
0: Um, uh,
1: and so whatnot. <laughs> the bad guy gets
0: into the truck and he doesn't start up the truck, he just sits there for a few seconds. And then, he, like you would see, I imagine it like a scary movie, but the guy slowly turns to her and gives her a look. And she says she knows right then and there she's going to be raped. He, and I'm not doing this, this is actually what he says. So, You'll do anything, huh? So she knows, like I said, she's going to be raped. That didn't even cross her mind this whole time uh being raped. She mentally starts preparing herself, you know
1: what I mean, right, yeah,
0: but mentally and and she thought maybe once this was over, he would have gotten whatever it is he wants, and they can they'll he will let them go he then rapes her and Dan is in the back and he of course feels the car moving and he lifts his head up and the guy yells at him to put his head down or he's going to blow his head off now Dan is you know he feels like crap so the bed of the truck it's not locked Dan could get out but there's a couple things that reasons he doesn't one the guy still has a gun and as soon as Dan starts moving from the back of the bed to to where you get out of the bed it'd make a lot of noise because there's a lot of stuff in the back of the truck and as soon as he'd start moving the guy would lift up you know like i said he has a gun and also if he got out and he took off what would that mean for danny what would he do to danny was his also main thing he was afraid that if he took off the bad guy would realize oh he's going to go get some help i need to get rid of this girl right and how would What is the worst possible way he could an easiest way to get rid of the girl is shoot her, dump her in the woods or, you know, whatever and take off. After he gets done raping Danny, he doesn't even finish buttoning up his pants before he tells them both, "Okay, out of the truck, get out, walk back down to the river. So they go back down to the river. Obviously, she's upset. Dan keeps starts once again. You know, can I give you anything to let us go? She even asks the bad guy, can you? N- will you let us go? And he says, yes, but keep going down to the water right now. You know, just keep going. So they go down there and they're standing there. The guy is quiet. He's not rambling on this time. And as Dan turns his head to look at the guy, he's shot. <laughs> he, he mentally, he doesn't know that he's shot. He j- He says he feels this huge force hit him in the face and he he falls down to the ground or he's knocked down to the ground in front of danny Then danny sees him on the ground and there's blood coming out of dan's mouth she kneels down she's she's talking to him dan thinks he's about to die so he starts saying goodbye i'm sorry i have to leave i love you and she says goodbye i love you too and he passes out then as danny turns around to look at the guy. She she is shot in the neck. No, not in the neck. She's shot in the face as well. It is so hard that she is flung into the river, okay? Wow. And she passes out. She says all she remembers is hearing the sound of the gun. And then she's thrown, uh, the forces throw throws her into the river and she passes out. The next thing Dan remembers is And he's half in, half out of it, you know? He feels like, you know, he's dying, whatever. He's,
1: you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Being Half in, half out. It's like. He feels. Yeah, go ahead. It's kind of like when you're falling asleep and you're like. Right. You kind of know your surroundings, but you're not quite sure. And you could be dreaming, but you're also not quite
0: your weight. Right. Well, he's in that state, and he feels himself roll, roll, roll. And it's the guy pushing him to the river. And he, he does. He pushes him to the river. Oh, before Dan was pushed to the river, I forgot. When Danny gets thrown into the water, the bad guy shoots at her again, and he hits her in the leg.
1: Wow. So she's shot twice. What the hell, dude? Like, as if, you know, your headshots weren't enough, you had to shoot her again? What the shit? sorry
0: right well here's the thing he shoots her maybe because she's further away from him at this point but he doesn't shoot dan again and dan's right there by him i mean thank god but you know maybe he just was was trying to make sure he finished the job by shooting her again so since dan was like pretty much out of it his eyes are closed the guy probably thought dan was dead and pushes and rolls him into the water as soon as dan hits that water Remember, it's January. The water is freezing cold, which in a way is a good thing. Right. Because it immediately wakes Dan up. Dan is completely aware of his surroundings, of what's been happening. He remembers everything now. Although he's he's pretty, you know, kind of out of it, but he's... He's about as
1: put together as one who has just been shot in the head could possibly be. Right.
0: Right. I mean, he remembers Danny. He remembers the whole incident. When Danny wakes up, she is completely numb and she's shaking, half because of the freezing water and half because, well, she just went through some scary trauma. But she can't move her legs. She can't... Nothing. Then she starts, you know, feeling stuff in her mouth and she starts trying to spit stuff out. This is where it's going to get gross, people. Oh
1: no. Oh
0: no. So... What do you think I'm about to say?
1: I think you're about to describe um, some of my bad dreams on when I start feeling around my mouth and my teeth start coming out and I spit out my teeth.
0: Well, you know, it doesn't say teeth. It's something a little worse than teeth. Oh no.
1: Oh no. I don't even know. What? Well, of course it's some blood. Yeah. Bits of her tongue. Yeah, that's what I was expecting next. Oh my gosh.
0: But not all of her tongue. It's Like I said, I don't mean to be gross, but it's hanging on by just a piece, a little piece. Yeah, so it's just hanging in there and she could feel it flop as she puts it around. She then says a prayer and she says, dear uh, Jesus, please just take my soul. She she kind of gives up. She's ready to die. About this time, Dan sees her in the river and Danny sees him and she swims over to Dan Okay, and when they get to next to each other, they grab each other's hands and arms and Dan tells her play dead. Try not to move, because when they look over, the guy is still standing at the river's edge. So here's what I'm confused about. He tells her not to move and play dead. If she just swam to him, wouldn't he have seen that?
1: My best guess was maybe he was still over at the river area but he had the back turned to her at the time, or I don't know. Maybe she just used her legs or something? Yeah, because, I mean, I would imagine she's, like, floating.
0: Yes, they're mainly floating. She can she can move a little bit. Like, she did say she was numb and she couldn't move much. So maybe she was just kind of kicking her, her legs in the water. And, and the current is, it's not like rapids, but it is uh, fast moving. So maybe that also helped them and, you know, Disguising her, kicking her legs and stuff. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of.
1: And it also depends, I guess, on how wide the river area was and.
0: Right. I'm just surprised he, when he saw them come together, he also didn't suspect something and try to shoot him again. Either way, he just stands there, watches them. They're watching him playing dead. He doesn't shoot them again. He watches them until they're barely out of sight and then he turns around and walks away. He gets in his truck and he leaves. Dan is like, okay, he's gone. Let's, We got to get out of here. And Danny, all Danny wants to do is pass out. She's tired. She's exhausted. She's been through hell. She just, she's ready to give up. Right. But Danny's like, no, come on. You stay with me. We can do this. And she even says over and over in all the documentaries and things that I've read and listened to. She completely thanks Danny for this part because she was ready to give up. She's in pain. She's losing blood. She's
1: freezing. She didn't have much. Fight Mentally, left she's in not her. there,
0: right? But he grabs her, her. He's got a hold of her hand, and he's like, "Come on, come on. We gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here." And they even drift apart at one time, but he, you know, grabs her, and, and they get back to holding hands and trying to get get them. He's mainly trying to get both of them to the shore. What do you think so far?
1: I'm I'm intrigued. I'm I'm rooting for them. Um <laughs> I agree though. Worst second date ever. Uh, right? Oh my gosh. Um like I don't know. Part of me I feel like I could see myself in either position.
0: Right. I mean I hope nobody bashes Dan for not jumping out of the car or the truck. Oh yeah. Because I can see his point. You know, one, the guy still has a gun and two He doesn't want to leave her.
1: Yeah. Not with this maniac. I mean, you're dealing with a hostage situation.
0: And a crazy person. And
1: someone who can't listen to reason.
0: Right. So who knows what would have happened if he... I mean, they both ended up getting shot, but
1: still... It could have been worse. Right. I hate to say that. You're never supposed to say it could always be worse, but like... Well, like, she was ready to give up, and
0: the only reason she's, you know, she didn't is because of Dan, so... If he wouldn't have been there. Right. So I'm going to introduce to you someone who's a gardening... A, guard, garden, gardening, Guardian... gardening
1: angel? Guardian.
0: Uh, guardian angel. Thank you. That would have sounded so much better if I knew the word. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I didn't have to say it 50 million times.
1: That's okay. Go did ahead. You, start from the did, top. Did you just get, like, shot or something <laughs> over there? I heard click, click. <laughs> and then... oh. <laughs> No, Uh, I was moving in my chair because I was kind of sitting on my leg and I stretched it out and I ran yesterday so my leg's all sore plus it was just cramped from being sat on and I was like, it's painful. So,
0: Pete Prowell. P-R-O-W-E-L-L. Prowell? Is there an R? Prowell? P-R-O-Prowell? And then... P-R-O-W-E-L-L. Prowl. Prowl? Okay, so Pete Prowl.
1: The guardian angel. Uh, Pete,
0: mm -hmm. yes. Pete is a duck hunter, and he was sitting in his car, you know, trying to warm up a little bit, seeing if, you know, any ducks would come along or anything. So he's sitting in there, and he's facing towards upstream, and he sees these two objects floating in the water. He then realizes that those two items are bodies. So he, luckily, he doesn't think, oh, it's a mannequin or anything. Like, I know a lot of people.
1: That's like their I've first thing is, oh, I thought it was a mannequin. And then it was a body. Right, right. But no, he reacts immediately.
0: And he runs down to the river. And he actually starts going into the river to to try and grab them. Wow. And of course, they're making their way back, making their way to the shore just slowly and he reaches out and he's able to grab Danny and pull Danny in and of course Danny has er he grabs Dan got it pulls Dan in and since Dan has Danielle he ends up getting both of them to the shore
1: two for one two for one <laughs> yes what a <laughs> <are you> fishing <laughs> story did i get you with that this one is horrible yes sorry We are so going to hell. Well, (laughs) at least we'll be together.
0: (laughs) Oh, what a fishing story though, right?
1: It was this big. (laughs) I'm telling you, Johnny. (laughs) And there was two of them. (laughs) Oh,
0: God. We're so bad.
1: Yeah.
0: I got to catch my breath now before we start. Otherwise, I'm just going to giggle through the whole thing.
1: (laughs) Two birds, one stone.
0: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> Two people, one no. line. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so glad this is going to be deleted out. Oh,
0: no. Daryl's probably not going to delete it.
1: What? No. We can't have all of the audience know we're going to hell. It's <laughs> supposed to be a secret.
0: I think the secret got out, like, several episodes ago. Probably. You're right. I mean, I'm on that. You list. have listened- you have listened to some of the episodes, right? The un- the the edited versions? He still leaves some things in there.
1: I haven't listened to all of them. I'm catching up.
0: There are some things that, you know, because I'll come down there and I'll be like, oh, you can erase that part. And he's like, oh, no, it's funny. It's staying in. <sighs> I think there's one where you burp really loud or something. Oh my goodness, no. of
1: course.
0: And we both laugh about it.
1: So after once he gets his two for one special. once Sorry, P we get to delete some of this out. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> I know.
0: Oh you're so going out. I know. Once once Pete gets them to shore, he sees that they've of course been shot. And that's also when Dan starts bleeding like really bad. Of course, you know, he's out of the water, it's all rushing out. Pete tells them that he's going to run and get some help. And he runs over there he is able to flag down a vehicle. They are afraid that he's going to run into the bad guy that did this. Right. Because they don't know where he went. He just got into his truck. He could have been trying to follow them down the riverbank to see where they go. To top it off, the guy flags down a red truck.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Panic. All of the panic.
0: Oh, yes. And that's exactly what they did. They started panicking and, of course, they're trying to yell, but they can't. And, they, and and so they start pushing themselves back into the water. As soon as they get fully back into the water, Dan realizes it's not the same truck and it's not the same people. Thank God. Yeah. When I first saw this or heard this story, it was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like a, a scary uh, movie or something, you know? Right. It was uh, just two other people and they run all run back down to the river edge. <laughs> and Pete's like... What are you doing back in the water? (laughs) And he grabs him and pulls him back in, and Danny passes out again. From this point on, Danny is like in and out, in and out, in and out.
1: Honestly, that's probably for the best.
0: Yes. One of the people get go back to the vehicle and go, I guess, more in town or more where there's a signal. Either way, the other person goes and calls nine one one and tells them there's two teenagers uh shot down here by the lake or by the river they need help and you know they send stuff some people out
1: okay so real quick pause cuz like i'm thinking cuz i i keep forgetting you know it's 2000 so yeah we have phones but it's not necessarily that everybody has one and even if you do it doesn't mean you have a decent one or a good signal and it's like the thought of having to drive into town in order to call for the police And the other thing is, is that only in one one of the
0: documentaries did it say that they went to get an available phone or they went to some place to find a phone or something. So I don't even think they had a phone, the, the, the two people that got stopped. I don't think they had a phone at all. It doesn't say on any of the other things if they had a cell phone, just like I said, the one documentary saying that he went and found a phone. So I don't know if he went to like the nearest house or what. And while that was happening, the the other guy that that you know stopped to help, he takes off his jacket and covers up Danny with it and her his hat for some reason, I didn't get why the hat. But he gives her his coat and his hat, you know, to try and get her warm. Yeah. And stuff. Of course, they they cannot speak at all. They're they're done speaking. Dan says that's when he realizes they're going to be okay. They're going to be safe. And I think that's mainly where he he, that kind of drifts off, passes out a little because he can kind of
1: his body's finally like, okay, we're not in immediate danger. We can relax for a second. And as soon as you start to relax, boom, you're out sleeping.
0: Dan. Yes. Dan also starts to choke a little bit on all the blood.
1: Which that's also another concern. You don't want to die from choking on blood gosh that's just right horrible horrible we just have a horrible podcast it's a great podcast
0: Well, it is is called i survive and it's not like i survived a bad day from work you know although i'm sure some people have there's some really bad yeah i already
1: covered that episode (laughs) i think we have a couple times right
0: so the injuries the the hospital or the ambulance and everything get there they're able to get the kids i call them kids I mean they're eighteen.
1: Yeah, those are kids. Like
0: To me that to me anyone that's, you know, under twenty five or is is a kid, you know? You're only twenty one, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's go ahead and blow your mind. Uh two thousand <laughs> was uh twenty two years ago.
0: I don't want to hear it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't think you did. Okay, so Danny,
0: uh she was shot from the right lower jaw. And it shattered her her jawbone right there on the right side, the lower part. Well, actually, all, the whole jaw, really. And on the x-ray, they show the x-rays on the documentary, and it's bits and pieces. The guy says it's like Rice Krispies.
1: Oh my gosh, gruesome.
0: It pieces. And it goes through her mouth, and I guess out the other side. Although I don't remember seeing a scar or whatever, but, you know, it cuts it cuts most of her tongue off. Now, uh, they end up putting her in an induced coma, of course, you know, because of all her injuries. Oh, and she's also uh, shot in the right leg for when he shot her when she was in the river. Right. So she shot there. And like I said, she's put into a coma. Dan is aw- uh, stays awake, although he can't speak. He's on a uh, respira- respirator? respirator. Respirator. Yes. And his... His injuries are considered very serious. So the police, they go. Uh, The one detective goes there. I forgot to write the detective's name down, but there's two main detectives. And the one goes there, and of course he can't speak to Danny, so he goes to Dan, who even though he can't speak, they give him a pad, uh, a paper, and a pen.
1: They can at least get information from him. Oh, yes. Yes. So Dan's able to, to write. Is this where you at tell the, me he's like an art student and he can totally draw the man's face and they find him super quickly?
0: <laughs> no, he's not. But uh, Damn. just at the same time that they're interviewing Dan, the other detective and the police officers, you know, they go down to where the kids were found. And then they start like doing a search grid going up the river and they have no problem finding the scene of the crime. Of where the kids were shot.
1: I could imagine. There's, there's blood everywhere. Yep. Right?
0: There's yep. blood <gasps> everywhere.
1: And it, everything's white. Well, there's no snow, remember? No snow. Okay, so it's just cold. Yes.
0: It does show one again on one of the documentaries. I The two documentaries I watched was I Survived and another one called Live to Tell. And they're both on YouTube. Live to Tell River's Edge, I think it's called. But both of them are really good. And I I remember this story from uh, another podcast, and I think I'd seen bits of the Live to Tell one, but, and and I thought that there was an I Survived one, and I couldn't remember the name of the people. I couldn't remember any of this, and I thought they were stabbed, not shot. So I had Daryl look it up, and I was thinking, oh, it was a long time ago, 70s, 80s. No, I was way (laughs) (laughs) off, but uh, it turns out, yeah, they were on I Survived. It's the very first episode of the first season.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so I had to watch it. I also had to buy it. It was on Amazon Prime.
1: Not a sponsor. I was going to say insert sponsor it. ad. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sponsor, but that's where you
0: can find it. The other one, the Lifted Towel is on YouTube. So Dan gives a one of the best detailed written statement ever. OK, so much so I'm, I'm not going to describe it all. Otherwise, we'll be here a while. But I mean, he, he tells them the guy is white. Uh, he's 45. He's blonde. He was wearing a black hat, blue jeans, black Nike high tops. Uh, he described the gun. It was an automatic pistol. It was black. Uh, he described the truck. It was a red truck with a white or gray cab over the bed. Or is that kind a cab? I don't know, whatever the, the back of the bed cover is called. You
1: said it, Literally. and I didn't think it was wrong, but... The cab? Yeah. Because I thought the front end was called the cab. Yeah, you're right. That's why it sounds so, right, because it's the cab of the car. Got it. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, that's why I'm not I'm not sure which is which.
1: I'm not a truck person. The cab is, is the main, like, cabin. Yeah. So, he's able to
0: describe that. He's even able to describe things in the truck, like, there was a baseball bat. And the toolbox and what color the toolbox was. And, of course, the dog. The Rottweiler named Sam. Named Sam. He even had the dog's name. Of mm-hmm. course. But, you know, that was the other big thing. He was saying it's a really friendly dog. The dog never heard him, growled at him, nothing. Very friendly. Actually tried to keep coming up to him. And, you know, and that, I think, was the clue. Was a clue. Okay. So with the description, the police knew that they had a, a someone that was also violent, but also knew the area. Because like I said, where he drove them to wasn't a park. It was just, you know, but it wasn't like hidden, but it just, it had to be someplace that this guy knew of. So he had to been around the area. With that, the cops, you know, were talking amongst themselves and with the communities around. And a lot of the other police officers were like, hey, that sounds a lot like this man named William Barbner. He's got a, a, a violent record. You know, he's got a very long criminal record. He thinks he's really tough. He He's had problems. But the funny thing was, is he acts all tough, but he always has his dog, which is super friendly. Wow. So, and, and it's kind of a joke that this guy's, you know, he's such a tough guy or whatever. But- Yet his dog is like, hello, you know, right? (laughs) So that's how he's known. So the dog was very an important thing. So the main detective gets a picture of Wagner, Rabner, we'll just call him William, of William and puts it in like a photo lineup, Polaroid lineup and shows it to Danny. And he's flipping through the, the pictures one by one. And he's not saying anything. How about this guy? How about this guy? He's not saying or showing any signs because he doesn't want to lead the witness or whatever. But he's putting it down one at a time. And then they get to William's picture and immediately there's a reaction. Um Dan's eyes get really big at saucers, his pupils dilate, and then he starts like pounding the table, bum, 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 like hitting the picture over and over and over again. And the police officer, of course, has to ask, "Are you sure this is the guy?" And he's shaking his head and pounding and pounding and pounding at the picture. And they're like, "Okay, we'll go get him." And so they had a positive ID within two days. They track down where William is. He's at his girlfriend's house. None of the the articles or anything gives a name of the girlfriend, so it's just the girlfriend, William's girlfriend. Okay, they they find him like around three o'clock in the morning but of course they're not just going to run into the to the to the house uh early early in the morning like six or so the girlfriend comes out and is walking like she's walking to like a bus stop or something well they grab her and they pull her aside and they talk to her she's not in any trouble she didn't have anything to do with the crime and they tell her what happened so she immediately is is helpful you know okay here's the front door this is the layout of the house this is the living room here you know she's very cooperative you know it's not every day you find out that your your boyfriend's a rapist and an attempted murderer she's describing the whole place helping out you know freaked out now that she knows about her boyfriend but they still can't rush in to get him even though they have the layout because she, the girlfriend informs the police officer and the detectives that her daughter is still in the house and that it was William's job today to get her daughter on the bus. So they decide that they're going to wait until he puts the girl on the bus, and when the bus pulls away, he'll already be outside, and they'll they'll nab him. And that's exactly what happens.
1: Oh, thank God! He
0: gets he get the the kid is fine. They uh, William gets the kid on the bus. As soon as the bus pulls away, they they're right there and they grab him. He is super surprised now i i don't know if like he just didn't watch the news or listen to the radio Uh, i don't know if he thought like they were dead he was in the clear or or what but he was not expecting to be caught at all he was extremely surprised upon the search of the house they found all the clothing including the shoes and the gun that was used in the crime they also checked the truck, the truck matched the description to a T, including everything in the back of the truck the bat, the toolbox, the color of the toolbox, all the different other little things that, that were in this truck. It was obvious the kid was in there. And of course, they find Sam the dog. Sammy. So here's my question, okay? Speaking of dog, my dog's out there whining. My question is this In a lot of states, when Somebody commits a crime. If you use a gun, the gun is impounded and taken. If you use a car, the car is impounded and taken. What happens to the dog?
1: I mean, so the dog wasn't really a part of the crime. The car, he didn't do anything.
0: Well, neither did a truck or a vehicle, but the police impo- impound vehicles.
1: Yeah, but that's to search for extra evidence.
0: But they usually keep it or whatever. Or Yeah, they usually keep it or something. I just... I don't ever know what happens to the dog after this. They don't mention the dog in any of the articles or documentaries or anything. So I'm just curious as what happens to the dog. Hopefully the girlfriend get to keep it. Sorry, your boyfriend's a dick, but you want a dog?
1: He's real friendly.
0: (laughs) Danny eventually, you know, she's in and out of it. Uh, She ends up having some horrible, horrible, not only nightmares, but hallucinations. I, because of the drugs and the trauma and everything, she kept thinking she sees dead people or people hanging that are bleeding. Blood is always involved. Lots of blood, you know, so if they're hanging, they have blood on them. There are people walking around. There's kids. I mean, she just, she's constantly seeing these things so much so that, you know, nurses and, and, and her family, they're all having to try and calm her down. and settle her down. She's just going hysteric over it. When she's finally more together and stuff, I guess you could say, she then starts to take stock into what's happened to her. So her tongue is swollen shut. Uh, I guess they fix it because she has no problem talking at all. So I don't know if they are able to reattach it. It doesn't really say. But like I said, she can talk fine. So I'm guessing they reattached it. But her tongue is swollen. She has a plate in her jaw. She has... I know I'm going to mess this word up too. Tracheonomy, Tracheonomy? The tube in the throat. Mhm. Tracheonomy? Is that how you pronounce it?
1: I feel like you're close, but I don't know how to pronounce it exactly either.
0: Tracheonomy, anatomy? tracheonomy. Cuz I know there's the trachea. Mhm. So, the tube in the throat. She also has a stomach tube because well, she can't eat cuz her, you know, her face is all messed up and her mouth is wired shut. And her side of her face on her left side or her right side is so swollen. They said it looks almost like a bowling ball. Gosh. And she said she felt like there was still like dirt and stuff in her mouth from, you know, being in the dirty water and stuff. But she couldn't spit it anything out. And that and was that also kind of drove her crazy.
1: The idea of having the jaw wired shut. That's what right. you said. That's that's horrifying. Like, that makes me feel claustrophobic.
0: Right. Can't speak, can't talk, can't... I breathe a lot through my mouth, so that would also drive me crazy. I won't be able to feel like I breathe properly.
1: Like, I feel like I would go into panic attacks.
0: Yes, yes.
1: I'd be like, especially just, just keep just, me under.
0: Just Especially from just waking up from all this trauma. Now you, you can't talk, speak, eat, you know, anything. Yeah, that... would Yeah. That would probably throw me. Well, when she wakes up, they have a, a picture uh, next to her bed. And I'm going to post that on the show and tell for you to see. It's the picture that they use in all the articles and all the documentaries. And she says she remembers Dan walking out of the water to an ambulance. But if he was having trouble breathing and going in and out of consciousness and choking on blood, I don't I can't see how he would be walking to the ambulance unless it was in between him passing out or something but i still i wouldn't think the ambulance and all of them after being shot in the face would let him just walk
1: right you know yeah
0: so she must have like imagined it or something but she she just believed he was dead even though her parents and friends we're telling her no, he's alive. She's like, no, he's dead. I know it. You guys are just trying to tell me that so I don't get worked up and upset. But it's not working. He's dead. I know it. She would, she would not believe it. So they finally had to get a note from Dan, you know, and it said, you know, I love you. We're gonna be okay. We'll get through this. And she finally believed.
1: Why couldn't they like put them in the same room or something? We're near. Like, they can't visit each other. Like. I don't know, they probably
0: do eventually, but I know they usually don't put guys and girls in the same room together at yeah, a hospital. right usually i don't I don't believe they ever have. I mean, I could be wrong with that, but not that I remember. so Dan's bullet entered from the right side right under his right ear and went through his windpipe.
1: Oh fuck
0: and exited out his lower left jaw and you could see the scar on 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 his cheek when he does uh, his his stuff on the documentaries it was it also like very little bit chipped uh one of his vertebrae and if it was any closer a minim- millimeter closer he could have been paralyzed which if you remember he helped swim and keep himself afloat and help get Himself and Danny to the to the shore. So if he would have been paralyzed, he would not have been able to do that.
1: Right. Wow. So,
0: I mean, and you know, I mean, he just he was lucky. But how do you say lucky through any of this? You know, it's lucky he was he didn't get paralyzed. It's lucky that he didn't get shot a second time. You know, he's lucky that the Pete, you know, the duck hunter was there. You know, and helped them and everything. So the detectives and the public it the public defender or attorney's office or whatever. I guess it would be the attorney's office. Public defender would take care of the bad guy. So it's the de- attorney's office. They really didn't want to go to court. Not because they didn't think they had enough evidence. They right? had overwhelming evidence. But they all felt so horrible for these kids that they knew that... In a trial, mm. it's not like you go up there and say say your story real quick and get out. Right. No. It would be hours of them reliving it. Questions over and over from both sides. Showing them pictures. Showing them evidence. You know, living it over, 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 over again. But the jerk, bad guy William would not take a plea. He just, he wouldn't. He. It's obvious to everyone. It had to have been obvious to him too that he was going to be found guilty, but he would not plead. He 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 just say nope, not guilty. So, the guy knew he didn't really have a chance, you know. But still, he he wouldn't plead. Yeah, and draw, the only thing draw they it could... out
1: as long as you can, right? I suppose
0: they think it was because of that that he wanted to draw it out as long as possible, but also to relive the event. Oh, if this guy was going to go to jail bastard. for his life or or get killed or whatever, he wanted to relive this event over as long as possible that's the only thing that even the victims families and everybody could think of because like i said it would go into detail right so even his attorneys tried to get him to plead and he would not do it he was insistent he wanted to go to trial so that to me says also the same thing uh, that he just wanted to relive this whole thing (sighs) dickhead since i don't have my notes i'm trying to read over these other ones real quick (laughs) or since i don't have my card Right. Also. The prosecutor and the detective also had a a feeling that he really didn't think the kids would testify. So the only thing I can make out of that is that, yeah, he would relive the events, but he was going to relive them through the detectives and didn't really think the, that the other two kids were actually going to be there. So he was also, once again, extremely surprised when they showed up. Because even though they said, oh, they're, you know, because both sides have a list of who's going to be called and everything. And even though the kid's name were on the list, he still didn't believe that they would actually show up and do it. Right. They did. They came in hand in hand and walked in and got up there. Oh, dear Lord. That was something. Um, Danny said, of course, it was really hard for her because, of course, her family was sitting in the courtroom. And she had to tell you know talk about everything, including the rape.
1: Right. Oh my
0: and god. And she 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 said she broke down so much. She felt embarrassed and humiliated, you know, which is a lot of I think a lot of rape victims feel. But the, she had to describe everything in front of her family. So, um, you know, we've never really talked about survivors on the witness stand before. You know. Yeah. Uh, and that's got to be. Something I mean, you go through this horrible, tragic thing, and then you have to go through it again in detail and to family and friends, I mean strangers too, but family I mean, through some of this is
1: and it's not just telling your family, but it's also people asking questions and probing and finding the nitty gritty detail, and you have to think about it, you can't just push it away from your mind
0: right and during this trial, they brought up, they showed the gun, they showed her clothing that was cut off of her, that was all dirty and bloody. You know, I mean, people that have to relive this over. I mean, and you imagine the trials that, like, you go through this once, and then, like, if the accused gets another trial, you know, it, it just goes on and on and on. People that have to redo this, go to trial and testify over and over again, it's just, I feel for them. I mean, they're reliving the worst thing in their life over and over again.
1: And then I know, in addition to that, my fear would be, like, what if in one trial, you know, you don't say something because you thought you already said it, but it was from, you know, two trials beforehand. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, you you talk about details. And then you're
0: accused of, yeah. And then you're accused of, of oh, did you make that up before? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's part of a lawyer's thing isn't it to try and trip you up so it's just i feel i feel horrible for for people that have to go and testify but i also know it's necessary to get the bad guys too it's just a horrible thing so do he was charged with two attempts mur two attempted murder two charges kidnapping one charge of, of robbery one charge of rape three count or counts so two counts of attempted murder two counts kidnapping uh three counts of involuntary deviant sexual intercourse and do you know what the verdict was do you want to guess
1: what the verdict was oh my god why do i feel like it's going to be disappointing it's always Always disappointing. disappointing
0: believe it or not this is a good story good detective work good attorney work good everything so
1: okay so real quick before we get onto that the deviant sexual act so is it like not rape or is that just their terminology for rape
0: well he he was uh he also had one count of rape and the end as well as three counts of involuntary deviant sexual intercourse so I don't know if he did it more than once or there were two, the, the three counts, uh, you know, I'm not exactly certain. I've never even, heard, you know, it was a big, long thing. I had to write the whole thing down. <laughs> so, cause otherwise if they would have just said that, I would have thought they just meant the rape, but no, the rape was another count. And then plus this. So he was found guilty on all the charges. Good. Okay. Okay. So do you want to guess his
1: sentence, though? Please tell me it was to death, because that's the only way I can see any justice.
0: Well, I don't think that Pennsylvania has the death death penalty. (laughs) I don't think they have the death penalty.
1: Whoops, I definitely gave away my state, as if y'all didn't know.
0: (laughs) So do you want to take another guess?
1: At least life. Multiple life. Give them, like, at least two. Two life sentences.
0: Pretty damn close, actually. Probably a little more. Minimum. He got 117 years to a hundred uh, to 235 years. Good. So, did you get to catch that? Yes. Okay, 117 to 235 years. So, yeah, and he was already 45, almost 50, when he went in, or 46 when he went in. Good. So, yeah, he's going to be spending the rest of his life in jail.
1: And I hope he gets. Beaten every day
0: at for this length of time, I always think that you know if he dies, they should zap him and, and you know make him live again so he can live a little longer right? and keep zapping him alive and making him survive and carry out his sentence as long as possible. That's just me, and, and if you're opposed to any of that, then I'm sorry you, you know you're you can feel how you want, and you know it's okay,
1: yeah, that's the wonderful thing about people is that theoretically we're supposed to all be able to have our own opinions
0: supposed to that's a whole other podcast right <laughs> so unfortunately the this this well the whole thing is sad but the sad thing is is that danny and dan their relationship could never be the same again.
1: oh no absolutely not
0: i mean it was you know so strong and wonderful and blah da. and then this happens and so i mean sometimes tragic tragic brings people together but sometimes it also tears them apart
1: especially and when it's something so near the beginning of a relationship right. forming
0: right it, he says every time he saw her they would inevitably have to talk about the incident you No. Know? yeah they couldn't just ignore it and so and then he'd he'd feel all the guilt right even though she claims him as part of a hero, you know, and saving her life, and the cops have done the same thing—they're detectives and and everybody—he doesn't feel that way. He let—he feels like he let her get raped and didn't stop it.
1: Like he didn't, you know, like and, plain and simple, he didn't.
0: Right, and, and let, then me, she let me let me clear Shot, and he okay. he
1: didn't. Uh, he didn't let her get get raped. I want to make right. sure that that was clear. Right, and God, like yeah, you know, because he. It, yeah,
0: I, I, can, I feel for him. You know, I really do. I mean, there was nothing I don't think he he really could have done. And we can all play, uh, if, if I were, if I was there, what I would do, you know. But the truth is, you don't. Uh, and I think we've said this again. Mm-hmm. I think I said it on the very first episode. Yeah. That you don't know what one would do in a situation unless you're literally put into it at that time. We could theorize, but we won't know. So he just, he couldn't, he felt guilty, even though, I mean, he tried his best. He several times kept trying to deal with this guy, give him this, give him that, you know, he, he he pulled his friend to the, to the shore, you know, he kept her alive, you know, he, he did everything he could have, but he just, he couldn't deal with it. He
1: will always, all he
0: saw was his failure.
1: He'll always play the what if game. What if I had right. just done this? What if I had looked for signs? What if I had, you know, this or that, and, you know, that's just digging a deeper hole. And I know I find myself doing what if, what if, what if, and Seth will be very much so. I, yes, but d- look forward now because there's no right. rewriting the past.
0: Right. So, there I go
1: with the so. Mm-hmm. I love so.
0: Not that kind of stuff. But he, all he saw was he failed, and he was a failure. So he eventually started pulling away. And his way of dealing with it was to pretend it didn't happen. And you know, they eventually stopped seeing each other. They're they're always going to be together and have a connection. It's just not in that way anymore, right? Not romantically.
1: Their relationship has developed into something different.
0: Right. They still have love, but it's a different type of love. Mm-hmm. Danny went back. To college, but of course, she wasn't the same way. You know, she didn't like to walk alone, she wouldn't go anywhere once it got dark, she had horrible, horrible nightmares. Then, four months after going back to college, the college has this thing every year it's called Take Back the Night or Take Back the Night Rally. Yes, and it's for people to gather and honor survivors who have survive sexual assault or other violent crimes and of course to do a mem, mem-
1: memorandum
0: yeah for for those who, who haven't yeah memorial for those who haven't and they do a you know a candle ceremony and they all are together in this auditorium and there's this little stage and well i guess it's not little it's at the college so it's a stage and there's a like a podium up there that people can go up if they want And tell their stories and and they don't have to so throughout the night people would then there wouldn't be anything for a while then there would and there wouldn't be anything so then towards the end of the night last person goes up and then 10 minutes later guess who gets up danny gets up and she says uh, she says later that all she could do was think about all these people who were getting up and talking and sharing and that she decided that the name was appropriate take back the night take back the power mm. take back your own life yeah so she got up and i'm getting chills right, now. right she got up and she walked to the stage and she had gone with a group of friends male female both her roommate is actually in in the story um but she gets up there and she's standing there and everyone knows she's going to tell her story and everyone starts crying Anyone who knows her or knows the story, they the whole auditorium is bawling. And she hadn't even said anything yet. So she was able to, she told her story. She got through it. A lot of tears, a lot of crying, a lot of tissues. But she was able to get through it. And she said afterwards, she felt like she did. She took back her own life.
1: And that's such bravery. Right. Dan,
0: on the other hand, it took him a little longer. Like I said, he wanted to ignore it and, and act like it didn't happen. And then finally, within the last... Lo- like I said, this happened in 2000. In the last five, six years, he's finally dealt with it. Good. So, uh, they both got married to different people. And she still... Uh, I'm sorry. She has a little girl herself. and But they are still very, very close. And they still get together. They still talk and everything. They're very much a part of their life. You know, they went to each other's wedding. Good. Um... Another little crying note, I even have it cry time Uh-oh. at her wedding. both all uh, the detectives, the attorney, and Pete the duck hunter oh. were at her wedding.
1: Aww. yeah, I got chills again. <laughs> That's so sweet. I love Pete I the duck hunter. <laughs> He's my favorite
0: uh. She went on to become, I still can I can't get rid of my chills now. Sorry, Daryl, you're going to, it's probably driving you nuts on the microphone. Ugh, chills. She went on to be a licensed social worker and Dan got his PhD in psychology. And that is my story.
1: I'm proud of them.
0: Yeah. I, I love a lot of the people and animals in the story. You know, the the detectives, they worked hard. They, you know, they paid attention. They did their job. You know, just Sam the dog and Pete the duck hunter, you
1: know. Right. I mean, it almost sounds like a morbid
0: kid's book. Very morbid. I was going to say like a a movie, you know. yeah, Twists and turns and everything. And Pete the duck hunter. (laughs) Who's the hero? I don't know. I was just thinking of different people to play
1: in the movie (laughs) Did you ever put that picture in the show and tell? That's what I'm about to do Oh, okay. Now. There should be up. That's them. They look precious together.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the photo that was uh, at her bedside when she woke up. Mm. Oh, I found something I'm going to put on there. Where'd it go? Hold on. Uh, might want to put uh, viewer discretion advised on some
1: of these things. But, oh, you may have to click on it to see it. That's okay. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. I don't even entirely understand what I'm looking at. Like, I know it's a skull. Right.
0: Isn't that something?
1: That's crazy. So, to you get the next one? Yes. Okay, so
0: the two people in the back uh, were the survivors. Wow. That's how they look today. So, it's both of their spouses and her daughter.
1: That's so sweet. Like, I'm glad that they're still friends and, and close friends. Like they said, they're, it's a bond that you know will probably never end and
0: you know that the spouses of course have got to be very respectful and everything of that yeah to know that they'll share something that's you know between them and supportive and stuff yeah but yeah i love that they even though they didn't i it would have been like a fairy tale if they would have gotten back together Mm -hmm. but still i'm glad that they, yeah they're still friends and everything
1: i'm glad that they're happy they look happy
0: Yes, they finally they said it took a while, but they are happy good there was some there's an article that has all kinds of pictures of of will of the guy who did this William and of of the truck on the outside and in the inside on what the inside had looked at w- with all the stuff in there and it was of course him uh the picture of the gun that was used, the picture of the sneakers of the house he was found at his mugshot. oh. A picture of the description that uh, Dan made mm-hmm. on, on the paper. You you can see it. Uh, they have a picture of, of some of it, which is pretty cool. Um, they also have one of the crime scenes where you can see blood on the ground. It's a close-up of the ground. So, And then they have another x-ray up here too, but I don't know what that is of. So uh, I didn't put that one down there. Cause it can't. I mean, it's like from of the job from underneath it, and it's just really hard to 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 see to figure things out. But I think that one X-ray was pretty, you know, <laughs> pretty descriptive on what happened.
1: Yeah, you did really well. Thank you.
0: Oh, it's called um, Crime Scene Photos: The River's Edge, which is what the show was, and it was a CBS news special. So it looked like um on YouTube, if you look up live to tell they have a whole bunch of them i'd never seen them before so uh if you ever want to get any ideas and want to do one you can look up that on youtube
1: cool i'll have to look into it yeah i had fun i'm good i'm, I'm, good. I'm good i'm good i mean I'm good I, I say this every time but like as much fun as you can have with the morbid podcast
0: <laughs> yeah but it. this is our thing yeah this is how we always you know Bonded, I guess. <laughs> so, just wish the other kids were as into it as us.
1: <laughs> just me and you.
0: Did I tell you about the, the t-shirt I got no, for Christmas?
1: Are we still recording? Yes. Okay.
0: We can, ha- we can stop in a okay. second. But uh, James, Kira's uh, fiancé,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he got me in the Christmas uh, lottery thing that we do. And he got me a couple things, but one of the things he got me was a t-shirt. And it says... I watch enough ID channel to know what not to do. Ha! <laughs> cute. Oh, what did you think of the sign that I put the pictures of uh, my new sign on my door that uh, our roommate made for uh, made for me? I like it. It's super cute. It can change colors, so they know if I'm recording or if I can pause or not to disturb me at all. And then they have the we found like these little detail sticker things. So, and I have some of them on the wall, but I didn't show the wall, but
1: I just thought it was cute and was had to share. Cute. I'm glad you shared it. So I'm, I really love my little room. It's really starting to come together. Yeah.
0: Okay. I will let you go so you can go to bed. I know you're tired. I love you. <laughs> love you too. I'm going to hit stop. Wait, don't, don't you have to say like,
1: thanks for listening or something? Okay. Thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> Z will let you know where to find us. Bye. And tell oh. all your friends. Bye. Okay, go.
0: <laughs> Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast, What Didn't Kill Me. You can find us at what didn't kill me. Club. You can also find links from our social media there as well. And remember, What Didn't Kill Me makes a great podcast. Bye. Bye, everyone.